0: previously on The Writing Life. I've always struggled with the confidence about myself Mm -hmm. as a writer, just for someone to say, you know, to say, yes, this is the quality that we can publish it. I mean, I doubted that it would happen, but if you keep pushing on the
1: door, eventually it'll open. The book's written, yes, and it's gone through editing, proofing, all that kind of thing. So where, where is it at? Right now? Right now.
0: I just finished about two weeks ago, and then then it's due to be due for publication in February, I think. Or, yeah. Or start started next year. I mean, I mean, I don't know if that's fixed February, yeah. but roughly then. Good
1: evening. The coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. The time has now come for us all to do more. We will immediately. Close all shops selling non-essential goods, including clothing and electronic stores, and other premises, including libraries, playgrounds and outdoor gyms and places of worship. The way ahead is hard.
2: listening to episode 120 of the Writing Life podcast from the National Centre for Writing, a weekly podcast for anyone who writes. I'm Steph McKenna.
1: And I'm Simon Jones.
2: And it's the 28th of October 2020 here in Norwich as this episode goes out. Simon, what's the news this week? I hear we've got a very special day coming up.
1: (laughs) Yes, well, it is my birthday tomorrow, which, uh, yes, was the, the biggest news, of course, that we had to report on the show today.
2: It is. It is. Happy birthday for tomorrow.
1: Thank you very much. And uh, I guess the other news is that we have a returning guest on the podcast.
2: We do. So this is Richard Lambert, who I believe came and spoke to us quite a while ago now. Was it last year?
1: Yeah, it was... a. It might have been about this time last year. And he came on to talk about his debut novel, which was in the final stages of being prepared for publication. It was due to come out in March 2020. And yeah, the podcast chat we had was all about, you know, what's it like to be on the verge of having your first novel published? And it was all very exciting and talking about that. And then it didn't come out. Because coronavirus hit and disrupted the publishing industry and turned it upside down. And obviously, they didn't want to bring a book out when bookshops were closed mm-hmm. and distributors were kind of shutting down. And there was there was literally no way to really release the book, even if they wanted to. So that all got put on hold which must have been really hard for Richard, Um, you know, when you're so excited about your first book coming out and then it doesn't. Um, But the good news is that it is coming out at the end of this month. So it's been delayed, but it is finally here and it's called The Wolf Road. And we wanted to get Richard back on to talk about the book now that it is finally here and also what it's been like having to kind of sit on this thing all year, knowing that it was ready to go, but that the the crazy circumstances that the world has found itself in in 2020 has as you know put another spanner in the works basically
2: mm. and richard was one of our escalatees as well wasn't he he was on our escalator Talent Development Scheme a few years ago. Um, And coincidentally, we're about to showcase our 2020 writers. We've got six new writers who are going out into the world and are going to be presenting their work to agents and publishers next month in November. So wishing them the very best of luck. And it's, it's great to have Richard back. Really, really looking forward to listening to this.
1: Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's such a great example of, you know, someone who came through the Escalator program and has carried on writing and now has a book coming out. And, you know, that's the, that's the whole point of talent development programs like Escalator, just to help people get that kind of extra, extra boost and step up towards where they want to get with their writing careers. Um, and yeah, I've been reading The Wolf Road and it is fantastic stuff but yeah I won't get into it too much before we get into the interview so without further ado let's uh let's get talking to Richard about the the second impending publication date for his debut novel. Richard thanks very much for coming back on the podcast. Yeah you're very welcome thanks for asking me son. thank you. So uh we spoke probably around this time last year so it was around October 2019 I think and uh, that was the first time you came on the pod And we we called the podcast Preparing for Publication. And our discussion kind of revolved around the fact that you'd finished your, your first published novel, The Wolf Road, and it was kind of all ready to go, but the the nature of the publishing industry meant that it wasn't going to be coming out until early the following year, which was obviously going to be 2020. Um, And our whole discussion was kind of based around like, oh, we're a few months away. What's what's it like? (laughs) Um, And then 2020 arrived and uh, did what it has done. And the end, well, one of the end results is that the book didn't come out as expected. But now that we're a year later, end of October 2020, and, and the book is just about here, isn't it?
0: Yes, yes, it's, it's about to come out next week, um, you know, bar, barring Boris Johnson announcing a,
1: a new lockdown, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, you never yeah. know what's coming next.
0: Exactly, but, yeah, uh, but-, but I have um, actually, you no know, friends. Uh, one friend emailed me earlier in the week and he'd ordered it on Amazon and it had arrived. Oh, brilliant. A couple of people have ordered it from, a bookshop, from the Book Hive in Norwich and um it come in so it's kind of although it's not actually officially on the shelves it's kind of circulating already which is um which is
1: fantastic it's in the wild at last yes
0: in the wild yeah
1: exactly yeah no i've, I've got my copy right here um okay. which uh, is, is fantastic to actually hold it after such a long period um yeah, yeah it's quite- I, want, I want to talk about the, the book in a bit more detail later but first uh, given what we talked about last time, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the the delay and the and the process that happened there. So I was wondering when you first heard that the publication date was probably not going to happen.
0: Um, I mean, it was quite... I mean, it was due to come out at the beginning of April. So I think... did, did We went into lockdown, didn't we, at the, about the 23rd or 4th of March, I think. That's about right, yeah. Yeah, so um, when the... Um, Um, I actually had arranged like a a book launch and everything Um, and the copies had been printed and and then I'd had a few conversations with the publisher like one or two I think it's two conversations like we were just sort of you know it'll probably will probably be able to to do it Um, and then it was you know it it was it was like around that that time the twenty you know when the lockdown was when came in, so around 23rd, 24th of March, we had a conversation end of that week. And it just, you know, because everything was shut, it was just not possible. And um, And although all the books had been printed and were with the book distributors to take to all the bookshops, I mean, the book distributors were not working, so they couldn't take them anyway to anywhere, and the bookshops were shut. So you couldn't even get them to Amazon. Right. Um, so it was just everything was just frozen. So, you know, they couldn't even be sold online um, at that time. Um, so she, uh, the publisher decided that she would delay for six months um, to October. Um, so that's what happened. Yeah. That's the sort of practicalities of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So practically, there were no bookshops to sell it in. And it's interesting about online because one of my questions was going to be. Did you think about just doing an online uh, publication? But it sounds like you couldn't even get it to the online sellers.
0: Well, you could. You no, know, you couldn't get it to. No, you couldn't get it to Amazon. And apparently, at that stage, somebody else told me, not the publisher, that you know, in the first few weeks of lockdown, Amazon weren't like taking new books. I mean, they had their their existing stock that they were able to send out, but they weren't like they weren't bringing in new novels at that. You know, in the early part of the lockdown. No. so it was just it just wasn't possible there was we did discuss uh, releasing an um you know like an ebook first at that point and then like releasing the actual printed version later in the year but i think she said wisely i think uh, mika the publisher that um you know that could be just confusing for reviewers and what mm. you know it it just might not have as much impact as as just doing
1: sort of putting the actual physical book out there. Yeah I suspect the case with reviewers and press is that they only cover something once Mm. so even if the print book came out later getting their attention again would probably be quite difficult. Exactly. 2020 feels like a very long year Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I'm just thinking back to kind of January, February which is when certainly outside of China, we started to hear about COVID-19. And there was that kind of long uncertainty period where no one had a sense of whether it was going to affect more countries or go yeah. more widely. Yeah. Um, so again, at that point, did you sort of connect it with the publication of your book? Or- I did,
0: but just like in the back of my mind, I was just thinking, I wonder if this is going to affect the book. <laughs> um, it's probably from about February, I think, I guess. And then as it got nearer and nearer, it became clearer that it was going to. Um, But I didn't know how much. I thought it might just be that I wouldn't be able – because I had been planning to go and try and do events – because it's a YA or 12-plus book. I had been planning and hoping to do lots of events at schools. Mm. So that kind of all went out the window as well. So the promotional side of it went and trying to get into – you know festivals and readings that that was all curta- curtailed as well um so i kind of was um, um reconciled myself to that um over the you know over the lockdown like nobody can do anything can they really what they want to do um i mean it has an impact but i suppose i'm just because it's my first novel and it's taken me a long time to get a novel published i'm just glad that it got pr- Printed and published, and then it's coming out. But yeah, no, definitely. If you were just looking at it as a, you know, as having a, a, a you know, a successful life in the world, it's probably going to have an impact. Not being able to promote it in in as many forms as as I could have done.
1: We spoke when you were on the pod before about how you'd been writing for a very long time, and you've been working on various novels for long over a decade and the wolf road is where it, you know, everything came together. Well, Um, and going from that kind of state of mind after, you know, I think the phrase you used actually when we spoke before was, you said something like, uh, if you keep pushing on the door, eventually it'll open, which I thought was a really nice way of kind of talking about being a writer. But I'm just wondering, you know, from a personal perspective, did it kind of feel like that door had suddenly slammed shut again? Yeah, it, it did, Actually, at the time it
0: did. I mean, I was, I mean, because it's just, it's affecting every part of everybody's life. It, 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 you know, it was a whole, it was the whole lockdown um, or the pandemic effect. But in terms just of the book, yeah, it did feel like, well, that's kind of my creative dream or um, what I, you know, all my, in a way, it's not like all my work as well. It's like I put a lot of work into it. So then, that's the culmination, and it's just it was very difficult. Or I was, I think, I was a bit sh- in a bit of shock. It's like the rug was pulled from under my feet within a, within li- within two weeks of it coming out. So yeah, um, that was very difficult, um, you know, on a personal level um, as well. Yeah, but you know, gradually as that's eased and it's come closer to this actual publication now and it's like it's it's out there pretty much, you know, that's that's great. I just sort of feel trem- <laughs> tremendous relief, really. But but it was hard. Um, I know a few other writers, like I was invited by a writer I know, Georgie Cod, and she decided to do an online book festival, book bound, and just hearing stories of other people, other writers who, who'd been affected by it. You know, it was good, it was good in, a, in a way, you know, just to hear that, oh, well, it's not just me, it's, it's affecting everybody.
1: Yeah, that's that's what's been so peculiar about uh, lockdown and the COVID thing, which is that it has affected everybody simultaneously, albeit in slightly different ways. It must have been hard as well, because not only did you have this sudden delay in your, your publishing career, but it wasn't like you could compartmentalise that as, you know, oh, well, that's happened over there, because actually <laughs> lockdown was then affecting everything else in your life at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, I'd say it sort of gradually eased mm. for me, anyway, in terms of writing and the book, and I kept, I kept um, progressing with my other writing that I was doing. You know, another novel I was writing, um, and managed to keep chipping away at that. I mean, I was still working. I have an office job, working from home though, during that period, or still working from home. So I wasn't furloughed or anything. So I mean, it was just a. It was, you know restricted of course but i was still just bashing away at the keyboard every, every day
1: yeah how did you find your creativity affected by all this because we've spoken to a few writers now this year um and a lot of people have said um how they found it very difficult to adapt to the situation in 2020 and and that they had to kind of you know take a few weeks before getting back into the writing because they just couldn't settle their brain um how, how did you find it
0: yeah, I mean, I found it okay. – I mean, it, w- it wasn't as productive as before, um, but it wasn't – it was just – it was a slog. It was just a slog. Um, but it didn't – I, you know, I, I've seen other, other writers talking and writing about how it's affected them massively, and I can completely understand that. Um, I suppose I just oh, – yeah, it reduced me, but it didn't it didn't completely stop
1: me
0: did you did it affect you with your writing
1: it did a bit it got, it, i think like, like you were saying it, it got harder i managed to keep going because i was i was still doing my my weekly writing and publication yes yes yeah. I, i'd started a new book probably just when we first started talking actually back in october thereabouts yes yes um, yes yes so I was kind of halfway into that. And obviously that has the weekly commitment and then lockdown hit halfway through and that did yeah. become extremely difficult to, to keep up with the, that particular pace. But yeah. um, I just about managed it. But yeah, it just, oh. everything, everything felt like you were, you were kind of wading through murky water in a way. Um, that, yeah, I think that's, that's similar to what I was feeling, yeah. You mentioned that your publisher basically put a kind of six-month delay on the publication was, did you get a new date or was it a, a kind of um, week? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was October. It was October. I don't think at that
0: stage it was a fixed, like, you know, sort of mid to late October. It wasn't a fixed date. I mean, she couldn't even contact like the bookshops to see, uh, you know, it was difficult. I mean, she was in touch with, say, for example, Waterstones and stuff about, about it. Um, but, and, you know, and then I had to contact, but yeah, so, it was a new, a rough new date was initially set. And then I was like, you know, and I was like, what if there's still, because we didn't know, it. nobody knew, did we, if, what was going to happen? And she said, we can move that later if if needs be, you know, if if everything's still not open in October, we can move it to next year. Mm. Or, you know, um, but but yeah, initially it was just a, a vague one, and then it and then it was she had to then. I mean, it had already appeared in bookseller that it was coming out in April, <laughs> so it was like, and it had already gone to all the um, reviewers saying it was coming out in April. So she then had to go back to a lot of people, you know, as well as just the as well as just the, as well as the practical bit of getting it into the talking to the book distributors and the bookshops. It was also. Um, you know contacting all the reviewers as well
1: with the delay yeah i can imagine that being an administrative nightmare I and mean, i suppose in retrospect in some ways you're fortunate that the book didn't come out a, a week or two earlier exactly. than it, the original date because then you'd have really been badly affected by the sudden lockdown
0: yeah yeah if it had been a yeah because it would the, the books would have just been locked in shops
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly
0: and then when they were open, they all would have just been cleared off the shelves for the new releases. So um, I presume, I presume. So in a way, it was it was good. And I think one of the positive aspects, maybe I don't know, but Matt, I mean, maybe it'll you know it was just in you know in the air for longer. Like she was contacting reviews, and then she's had to contact them again. Mm-hmm. So may- maybe it's just put it on people's radar. You know, maybe it's just had a little bit more. Um, Airtime, if you like, with on you know on people's radar in 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 the bookshops and etc.
1: Yeah, hopefully so. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I say, I I do have the book which I've been reading and thoroughly enjoying. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It's got a lovely cover as well, hey, isn't
0: it? By Holly Ovenden and Mika, The publisher uses like freelance people for different aspects of the of the book, and yeah, she's a good. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at a copy m- in it myself. I mean, when, that was the initial thing she did. Like, she didn't do lots of different um, images and get me to choose. That was just the first one. And I just thought, that is brilliant. I love it. You know, I'm just really pleased. I think it's quite striking. So, yeah, yeah, she's a very, yeah, excellent illustrator.
1: Let's like talk a bit about uh, it It being in the YA territory and 12 plus like you were saying because a lot lot of our listeners are going to be writing in in that kind of arena as well and i was wondering what uh what what appealed to you to to write it for that kind of audience i mean i read quite broadly so i mean
0: i i mean i read like you know i'll go from reading like something a modernist novel you know like some virginia wolf to stephen king to i don't know like um Rooftoppers by Catherine Rundle or something. So um, I, I don't really have a, uh, I'm not, you know, I don't mind what I read. I don't think quality, mm. you know, is just in one kind of writing for me. And I enjoy reading YA and I kind of always find, the or, or, and children's books, I just so often find the stories better, like <laughs> they're more compelling for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's quite simple, simplistic kind of appreciation of, 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 of fiction. But, um, you know, the stakes are usually high. Um, there's usually stuff happening. Um, it's exciting. It's easy to read. It's good fun. Um, you know, the characters are interesting. You know, it's not tr- so. So I, for all those reasons that they are like a pacey, decent read, a good mm-hmm. one, good one. You know, that was, I suppose that's one of the reasons for liking or for, for trying to write a YA.
1: Mm.
0: YA, not for me. Yeah. Um, and
1: how much of a conscious decision was it on your part? So were you basically writing the book you wanted to write and it turned yeah. out to be YA? Or- yeah. I
0: mean, I knew it was, I didn't think it was like, I mean, I knew it was a YA book, but I was writing the book I wanted to write. It wasn't like, it wasn't a, not cynical, but a, um, you know, I wasn't thinking, right, this is for the market, so I need to have this, this, and this, and it. It was more like, you know, this is the story I want to tell, but it's going to be kind of in this area. It's gonna be a, it is going to be a YA book. So maybe I, you know, brought in those elements a little, but it, it was more just I wanted to
1: write this novel m- more yeah. than, than just trying to write a YA genre book. The tone of the book is so interesting. And, and when we spoke before, I, I hadn't read read it at all. So we, we didn't talk mm. so much about the content of the book, I suppose. Um, but book, yeah. reading it at the moment, the, it's got a really interesting tone because you kind of, you you juggle so many different tones and the fact that, you know, it feels very real, but it's got this, uh, in terms of, you know, the the experiences at school and its examination of grief, but then it's got this kind of heightened Sort of mystery slash horror, almost fantastical element with the the wolf's presence and whether it's real or not. This kind of element of adventure as well, even though it's very much rooted in the real world. And uh, I found that kind of shifting between different tones all the way through really fascinating. And was that something that you planned from the start, or was that just kind of where the story took you?
0: I mean, I do like I do like a gripping or compelling story. So I was trying. I did want that adventure element in it. Um, that's just something I like in in books. I think I, that is that I've often in my writing, I kind of have a mix of different things. And I think it's actually been, a, in some ways, it's a drawback that um, I've not really, I don't, what I've tried to do or I kind of do because I want to do it and it doesn't really sit anywhere properly. It doesn't like... <laughs> not literary fiction it's not it's not really um you know a ya or children's book that's gonna appeal to lots of editors and i'm not talking just about this book but other things i've written um so but it seems just to be what i do so um i I've maybe tried a little bit to try and move out of that but i've never really been able to move out of it successfully so i kind of <laughs> just feel I've lucked out with this, that this has got
1: into print, really. (laughs) I think it's (laughs) it's probably a bit more than just luck, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, no, no, like I say, I thought it was, like, good. (laughs) Well, you know, solid book, good, you know, well-written novel, good novel, Um, but I didn't – yeah, but I just think it – what I seem to do seems to fall in between, like those different tones you you mentioned, yeah, I kind of like – I like all of those things. Yeah, um, but they don't easily
1: sell. I don't think
0: as a mix. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's maybe not quite as as clear cut when you're putting it on a shelf in a bookshop somewhere.
0: Yeah, would it? You know, when when I've talked with the editor or publisher about you know trying to enter it for competitions, and then we've talked about well, it could, could go in for this or it could go in for that, and it kind of sits between
1: things. You know, something I found really interesting actually is as someone who maybe hasn't read a huge amount of YA, but as, as I was reading it, I found it kind of resurfacing a lot of my memories from school, which I think is probably a testament to the fact that the, the school stuff rings very true. Okay. Um, but I, I was, I found myself remembering little anecdotes and bits and pieces that I haven't thought about for, you know, 25 years or something. Yeah. Um, so that, that was a, an interesting little kind of trip down memory lane. Yeah. Uh, what I was wondering is if we could talk a bit about the opening chapter. Um, oh, yeah which is not something we've really done on the podcast that much. We don't tend to kind of get into the text too much, but I thought this might be interesting for listeners. Uh, And and it's an interesting example because we can kind of talk about stuff that would maybe otherwise be considered spoilery, um, but because it's right up the front of the book, um, hopefully people won't consider it spoilery too much. Although if anyone doesn't want to know anything, they should skip forward five minutes or something. Um, But yeah, what what really struck me about that opening chapter is how kind of precise and uh, efficient it is. And, you know, you're you're basically page two of of your book and you, you can put, you deliver this sort of crushing blow to the lead character and as a reader you're sort of shocked immediately and you've, you've barely kind of started reading the thing. Um, Was that always how you intended to open it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I, um, I, yeah, just, just wanted to open it, you know, it's probably from having read, uh, you know, all the uh, how to write a novel books. And it's just, like, you know, start, start when your story starts. So it's just like, oh, okay, <laughs> so that's when the story starts. So um, when this big event happens, so I'll start there. Um, and I knew I needed, actually, it was the, trying to get the first page, Right, so that there's, so that you get enough of the sense of Lucas and his mum and dad, and their relationships, um, not in a heavy-handed way, but just in the middle of the action, mm-hmm. um, or not not in the action, but you know, just a sort of setup. So just their everyday life, and you see them being happy, and then so, but just trying to do that in a very easy way that's not too. Um, you know, making the point too strongly for the reader uh, and and then having the, the sudden shock. Yeah. Um, but I knew I wanted, in fact, I was trying to get the shock to happen on the very first page, but I couldn't quite quite <laughs> make it, Yeah, goes page two.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it works so well. And that first page, like you were saying, has to work really hard because it, it's yeah. establishing so much that has to resonate through the rest of the book. Um, in such a, a small number of words,
0: yeah, and I really didn't want to do it in a heavy-handed way.
1: Mm. I'm trying to make it as light as possible. It doesn't come across heavy-handed because, yeah, I think you know we've all read books and seen movies where you know, you're watching it and you're thinking, "Oh, this character is about to die," <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and it's extremely obvious. But that's not the case with with the opening page here. Um, and you know, even though I knew the premise and had read the blurb on the back, the fact that the car crash happened on page two was was a real surprise. Um and yeah, very impactful. And what was the process of getting to that point of you know having page one to introduce these characters, page two is when this massive incident happens.
0: Well like I say, I think with the page, yeah, establishing the characters that was yeah, I just knew that was going to be a pay you know, less than a page. I was trying to get the, the, the car crash onto page one but I couldn't quite do it. And then I, I knew I want I I kind of knew how I wanted the crash to, to sort of be feel like. I just just knew it wanted to sort of happen in real time as it were, you know, just to feel just to just to feel the shock of it, um, and just to follow it in a way. Mm-hmm. So, that, so that the reader feels the shock that Lucas does. So you get all the detail. so I wanted details. Um, and then the publisher suggested that when that, that I could extend a bit the bit about when the dog or the wolf is in the road and he's looking at it and Lucas is looking at it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like spent quite a long time on that paragraph afterwards, you know in the, in the re- rewriting. And some of the details on the first page, actually, or not not the details, but the actual rhythm of the of it um, of, the, of the of the sentences, like just trying to get a bit more flow into the sentence on the first page, on the first paragraph, just just adjusting what they say to each other. But I mean, when, I mean, I so I knew roughly in my mind the structure, and you know, like a page, page one, page two, page three. So, um, so I had that in my mind and then it was, it was done. I mean, I've probably written, you know, probably written that 50 or I don't know, you know, say 50 to a hundred times that, those opening, that opening chapter, but I don't think that's unusual for anybody who's a writer.
1: Yeah. Um, something that you capture really well is that odd feeling of almost irritation or confusion that the world is just carrying on as normal after some terrible event? I
0: think everybody's experienced that, haven't they? Of You know, of, of some shock in some aspect of their lives. Um, I think it's quite a com- common experience. I think everybody must have that at some point with some event in their lives. So, yeah, I was just trying to get that sense of, yeah, like you say, of, and, and then just trying to put details in
1: with, in terms of um going back to the audience and and the the kind of the, the ya angle did you get much feedback from the publisher in terms of how um how challenging or how harsh the the opening chapters are for, for a younger audience
0: no no i mean i'm not like a, i haven't read like every ya book i'm not like because I'm reading quite broadly in different genres and different, um, you know, I've I've read a good amount, but not a huge amount. Um, and I'm, you know, I find some of the books quite shocking in their the subject matter that they treat. You know, it can be pretty difficult. And I thought, well, this isn't that. You know, there's nothing here that, that's that's going to be too daunting for a for a YA reader. You know, some of the you know you've got books about. I don't know, to say drug use or something, um, then I just thought this is this is fairly all right, although it's done in a set, you know, it's slightly, it is a shock. But I, I thought it would be okay, you know, quite a lot of the YA in children. I suppose because it's more of a, like a realist novel, that shock factor might be greater. But, I mean, some of the things in children's YA books are pretty, um, you know, heads exploding or heads dropping off or um, people being blown <laughs> up and shot, you know. Um, they can be quite gruesome, although perhaps in more cartoonish ways. Mm, uh, mm.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, something I I don't want to do is give the impression to listeners that this is in any way a kind of a heavy, hard going book because it absolutely isn't. Um, it's such a it's such an enjoyable read, and the characters really really come alive. And despite that, you know that this shocking start and the fact that you certainly don't pull away from Lucas's grief and the, the emotional fallout of what's happened. Um, it feels like the, you know, the tone of the rest of the book, um, you know, it, it doesn't kind of wallow in it, I suppose is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Good. Cause yeah, no, I did want it. That was really important um, to me to have a fast moving, like adventure story um, as well. I wanted it to have that because, you know, they're the kinds of books that I like, I can race through Um so yeah, that was definitely like part of the plan. So I'm glad that 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 comes
1: over. So yeah, you're well. At the time of recording, we're about a week away. Yes, yes. From official publication. Um, yeah. And, uh, by the time this comes out, it will be just about out. I think. Um, so yeah, you, you, you as you say, pending any further Boris Johnson uh, ambushes. <laughs> uh, yes. How does it feel to be finally there? It, brilliant. brilliant. <laughs>
0: Because um, it is like it's just because that's what I've been trying to do. I am trying to get a novel published for, like, like as we said, lot like, you know, when we spoke last time, you know, over a decade. So, um, and I believed in this book, so I am really pleased that Mika the publisher, has got it out out into the world. And she's done a really good job. She's made a nice, a beautiful object. She's got it into really good, you know. She's made a real effort into getting it into places like I know other got friends who are writers who um you know might have been published by say one of the big presses but they're not one of their lead authors or they're not making a big song and dance about them on their list for that season so they've kind of not got the attention whereas mika has made a real effort with this to get it into places so she's really getting behind it um so you know i couldn't be i couldn't be happier really with what the way it's turning out, you know. Fingers crossed <laughs> for next week, but
1: yes. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we're not doing uh, the third podcast <laughs> a year <laughs> <Yeah. from> now. <laughs> just keep going, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um So, yeah. W- what is next? You're, you're still you're working on the next novel, still?
0: Yes, yes, I am. I'm actually sort of quite close to another draft of that, um, with the, which is the one I was working on when I spoke to you last year, and i would sort of been working on all during this year. I'm, I'm actually just working on. The last chapter, uh, you know, it's just another draft. I'll have to go through it all again. But yeah, that's what's that's what's next, and that's like a, a literary, more of a. It's got a, it's got still got a strong story, I hope. But it's um, a literary novel for adults, um, yeah, rather than YA fantastic
1: and is there any kind of eta on that not that we should probably talk about dates given what happened last time but
0: (laughs) no well i mean i'll have i don't you know i'll have to i'm gonna they've got a few friends writer friends um who've said they'll have a look at it for me which is brilliant and then i'll sort of process what they say redraft and then i'll send it to my agent see if he likes it so i guess that would be next year i mean there's no you know i haven't got a uh, there's no publication for it. It's, it's got to go out into the way, you know, he's got to then try and find a home for it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he wants to, if he, ble- you know, if he, if he likes it. So um, that would be next, early next year, I would hope.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Richard, thanks so much for coming back and and talking about the unexpectedly long publication process of <laughs> The Wolf Road. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank, thanks for, um, you know, thanks for taking the time and your, you know you're i know you have to do all the research for the for the interview and everything so i appreciate i appreciate it thank you
1: yeah well i've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it it's been easy research reading it so <laughs> no problem <laughs> great um, but yeah wolf road is well, by the time this episode is out is available and uh yeah recommended. It. it's good stuff and yeah thanks for sharing so much about the process of it richard okay yeah thank you simon
2: thanks for listening and thanks to richard and simon for the fantastic conversation If you have any questions or you want to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Writers Centre or on Facebook if you search for National Centre for Writing. And if you visit nationalcentreforwriting.org.uk, you can find out all about all of the programs we've got running at the moment, as well as details on how to join our Discord online community, sign up to our newsletter and catch more episodes of the podcast.
1: Indeed. And talking to the podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a little review or rate it in your podcast app, because that helps to bump it up the charts and let other writers find it and hopefully benefit from some of the advice from our wonderful guests. So thanks again. Do keep writing and we will catch you on the next episode.